Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. The big game was between uh, two teams that some might argue are the best two in the Eastern Conference. You got Milwaukee, most people's favorite, against Philadelphia. And uh, went down to the wire. Milwaukee wins 118 to 116. And uh, two of the top MVP candidates collided on the last play of the game. And uh, James, Actually, James Harden shot a brick three-pointer. Joel Embiid grabs the rebound with about two seconds left and goes up for a layup, rushes it kind of, and uh, Giannis swoops in and blocks it. And the, that was essentially the game. At first they called it a goaltending, but then they saw on the replay that it wasn't. It was a clean block. But, I thought Embiid should have went up and dunked it, Rob. Yeah. He lost track of time. I think he admitted that after the game. But he, he should have gathered himself. He had time. And gone up strong to dunk it. And I think it would have been a different. He might have actually got fouled on the dunk. If he made it, he could have won the game on a free throw. But it's always something, you know, when you take points off the board, you know what I mean? Like in a game like that, 
fans never are going to be happy about it. So it was one of those games because originally it was scored. Did you think it wasn't a no, – I no, thought I'm it was not, a clean block. No, I think – I'm just saying. But, you know, the points were on the board and they took right. them off, you know. Right. That it wasn't like it was a it was a goaltender and they questioned it. I mean, it was – yeah. and They uh, they counted the bucket yeah, initially and exactly. then – Exactly. And the then took it off. Right. Exactly. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. Well, and then the other part of the game, and I mentioned James Harden threw up the brick at the end of the game, but Harden, Rob, if you look at the box score, he had 32 points, nine assists, five boards, only two turnovers. You would say, okay, okay, James showed up. But when you watch the game, and really you can really dig into the box score, you saw that he only had three points at in the fourth quarter was one for four from the field with just one assist. And um, so he didn't deliver again in a big moment. I'm not saying he had to hit the, the last shot, but he was a monster in the first three quarters. And then when the game really needed to be won, he just didn't, didn't play well. And again, Rob D he's such a great player and he's had such big failures in these moments, that this is what it's going to come down to for him now. Like, this is what we're looking at. and um, Well, because there's really nothing else to look at. We know he's a great player, top right. 75, and all the things that he did in, in Houston and, and whatnot, and the, the level of play. So, so there's no question mark about all that. There's only one thing left when you're that player at this part of your career, and you haven't won, and you've played with a ton of great other players, and you start yep. to wonder if this is going to happen for you. It ain't like some other guys. We mentioned them yesterday. It ain't like you're Patrick Ewing and you got John Starks and uh, Anthony Mason. Thank and then you. people could look at you and go, well, I mean, if he would have won, that would have been incredible. Right. right, 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 absolutely. I mean, come on. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Dwight Howard when he still was Dwight Howard, uh, Chris Paul, Westbrook again, uh, Bradley Beal. Uh, Duran again, right. Kyrie Irving, and now Joel Embiid. I mean, my goodness, it's it's a freaking you know, just it's all pro team that he's played with. He's got to get it done, and like I said, he didn't. And I'm gonna throw in one more thing. We're gonna talk about Harden, but I want to throw in one more thing, Rob, because another question in uh, in addition to Harden and to a lesser extent Embiid getting it done in the big moments. The que- there are some questions about Doc Rivers, right? We know he's blown more 3-1 leads in the playoffs than any coach ever. And this is a fair conversation, Chris. Oh, he, yeah. He, he won a championship. We give him respect. He's been around for a long time. He's won a lot of games. But he's also had a, a slew of bad losses in the postseason. Yep. That's yep. just fact. Giving up leads in, in, in series and the whole nine yards with, ta- with talented teams. And last night, Rob, if you look at their last play, they ran – it was really like a lazy – pick and pop at the top of the key. And they basically cleared Harden for a three. It didn't clear him, but it, it went into a three-point opportunity for Harden. And it was a five out. So all five Sixers were out around the three-point line and including Embiid. Nobody's in the paint. And Harden takes the long three and throws up a brick. My point, Rob, what is the point in having the best center in the league, the best low post scorer in the league, 
who draws fouls like no one else's business, if you're going to put him out by the three-point line like he's a 6'2 guard at the end of the game. Doesn't make sense. Right? I mean, like, and I'm whether you went to him or not, have him down there, draw some attention. You know, um, I, I think you do go to him if he's open down there, and at the very least he might be able to draw a foul. So that, that was very questionable or just the flat-out bad play call. So all the questions we have about the Sixers reared their ugly heads last night, Rob. But here's the thing I want to get to. And Chris Mannix does a great job, Sports Illustrated, covering uh, the league. He's been on the show before. He was talking on Bill Simmons' podcast. Remember, James Harden was available for a contract extension at the beginning of this year with the Nets. He's got one more year left on his deal. And he was like, nah, I'm not going to sign it. I want to test free agency eventually. And when he went to Philadelphia, there was still talk about, you know, he's just going to probably opt in and, you know, play out his last year in Philly. Uh, And the contract extension would, again, be available at least in the second uh, or after the regular season. But here is Mannix talking about uh, what he's heard out of Philadelphia about that. There are definitely people in Philadelphia wary of giving James Harden what would be tantamount to a five-year quarter of a billion dollar deal. Even now, with a short sample size of watching him, that's a concern. That's a legitimate concern amongst some people in Philly. It's going to be a bad contract at some point. The concern is, does it become a bad contract sooner rather than later? And (laughs) I'd be a little worried about that. Like, can you get, if you don't get a great playoff run this year out of them, are you going to get one next year? When does he start to really decline? Like there are, they're going to give him that contract. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but that's a worry for some people down there. What are your thoughts on that, Rob? I I think it should be a worry. I I absolutely do, but it's not going to stop them. I think Mannix is right, Chris, that that teams are over, under, over a barrel, whatever we want to call it. And, you you know, you gave up the, the, the house form, right? You gave up, a ton, and then what are you going to do? Let him walk because you don't want to pay him, and somebody will give him the money, and you can't be without uh, a, a star. It's still a business, right? So you're, you're he has the leverage because you can't afford to do it. I don't think I would do it, uh, and I would need to see like a like some sort of run, uh, postseason run to make me feel good about what's happening. If they get knocked out in the first round or things don't go right, Chris, or something, am I going to feel good about it and, and be able to turn over that kind of money in the next five years? I, I would be skeptical of it. But well, we know how sports work, and a lot of guys get cashed out anyway because the teams have no choice. They, they just don't. But I would be weary of James Harden at this point. I would. Well, I know one of those people that's weary, leery is not – Daryl Morey. Because well, what, is, loves, what does he have he to lose? That, James right. Harden That's his guy. Mike they didn't D'Antoni. win anything in Houston. Yep. So, I mean, I, I, he he traded a boatload for him. Chris, I, I'm with you. Daryl Morey will give it to him. What does he got right. to lose? He hasn't won anything. He hasn't done anything. Here's what, if I'm Philly, Rob, like you said, you got to be leery. There, I mean, you're not watching the games if you're not leery. I mean, seriously. Um I would obviously, number one, this might be wishful thinking, but you'd hope and pray that Harden hasn't changed his stance and that he's like, you know what? I'm going to play out this last year on my option. 
I really do want to try free agency and see. I I, I still love Philly and I I want to be here, but you know I'm just gonna. I've never been a free agent. Like you hope. I'm I, same thing I said with Zion. I see James in the hall. I ain't bringing up the extension. I'm I'm not like an elite. Nothing close to it. Am I even bringing up? All right. Um, and I'm not even bringing up words that start with E, Rob. And if he, and if he does, not, <laughs> if he does, Chris, I would just say, oh, yeah, I do need an extension cord in my office. Yeah. <laughs> Can you bring that extension cord in my right, office? Right. Um, so that's number one. Of course, that's pro- if Harden's smart, he will he will pressure them into, look, I'm ready to sign. Let's do this. I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Let's me and Joel get it done. Um, what I would need to see, like you said, if he really wants it, <sighs> I mean, to your point, Chris, you, you, you gave they would up have so no much choice. for him. Right. You got to do it. Um, you you know, and I don't even know, Rob, I, his trade value wouldn't be, it would be good, obviously, you get something for him. But it wouldn't be, you know, every team would be leery of giving him that deal. And knowing that that's what it would take to get Harden, I think, you know, it'd be an interesting trade scenario if you did look to move him. So I agree that they probably got to do it. But to make me feel better, Rob, look, they could end up playing the Nets in the first round. All right, and they could lose that series. I would right. actually pick the Nets. And I, if it's a, I'm right, sure it could, you it could happen, too. right. It could happen. So if they lose to the Nets in the first round, I, to me – in judging James Harden, it's not about, okay, we lost to the Nets. It's about what it hardened do. If he went out and balled, if he didn't shrink in the big moments, actually played well, but we just came up short, then I feel I feel all right about it. Because the Nets are a great team if, if they're healthy. You know, they got talent. And you may have just lost to a better team or an equally talented team or however you want to look at it. Um, but if Harden really struggles, like, in the big moments, a big game seven or six, he's two for 11, 10 turnovers, something like that, man, I'm leery. But to your point, I, you, you just kind of got to do it. You know, unless you just want to go with whew, Maxi, I mean, Tobias, Embiid. You can't, and leave him be by himself, basically. Well, he, here's it. the other thing, Rob. Harden, if you didn't give it to him, because he's, you know, you still theoretically have him for a year unless he just opts out. Uh, I guess he would opt out, but he could quit on you too. You know, he's done that before. So, but yeah, I think, like you said, I, you got to give it to him. It's it's not great. It's gonna look bad in a few years. Um, but look, I will say this on the optimistic side, Rob. It, we thought it was a bad deal to give Chris Paul the big contract in Houston. Yep. Let alone Phoenix. Now, Chris Paul is a different animal. He, he's gone vegan, maybe keeps himself in better shape. But that maybe that would make you feel a little better. You, it, it will help you sleep at night. You know what I'm saying? Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Hey. Mike check. Hey. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. 
And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until we get to that, Rob, this Will Smith story, there is an update. Now, the Academy has said that they are going to do a an investigation into this and that Will Smith could face suspension, expulsion, or other sanctions that are permitted. I don't know exactly what those are. But I would imagine, Rob, that a suspension would, however, let's say it's two years. My guess would be that within those two years, whatever movies he acted in or whatever... Uh, he would not be eligible for the right. Oscar or those awards. It's so, a club. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's an organization that you belong to. Right. Right, right. So I, I, I think that would be the meat of the suspension. I don't think he'd – it wouldn't keep him from being in, you know, movies and things like that. No, 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 no. You could be um, – right. Yeah, but uh, other news is that they reported that uh, – the Academy did ask Will Smith to leave. Now, I don't know how they did it because, I mean, I I don't know if somebody went up there, you know, and asked him or I don't know how else they would get the news. So maybe after he won but, but and that, he went that, up there and spoke, did they ask him? At the, I, I don't know. But the, but the was, report came out that they thing. did ask him and he refused. But 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 that that's what I didn't understand. A – where was security guarding the stage? Okay, first of all, and I get it. It's Will well, Smith. Well, you rarely have that. No, but you need you know, security, Chris. You still need because we've seen people go up there before. It, you know, Kanye West Kanye went up did, there, but, and- but you need to have security. And number two, I, I I thought that he should have been escorted out. I was shocked that they didn't say you need to leave uh, because of what you did. I, it I really made was it, it. It was odd because it, it was like they just kept it moving. You know what I mean? Like he was still there and then he gets the award and he goes up and he gives a speech and like it really, no matter how you felt about it, it made it look almost like they thought it wasn't a big deal. And they did because apparently they asked him to leave. But you know what I mean? Like the fact that he was able to just go back there and sit down and it's a live show, Chris, you know, like like this doesn't happen. There's a live show going on. This thing happens. You got to be able to get somebody, you know, in place to 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 speak to him, and then you know, you're not talking about any mouth. Exactly, yeah. we're not you're doing to Charles Oakley. Okay, what right. the Knicks did no. to Charles Oakley, and James Dolan, the owner, had him thrown out of Madison Square Garden physically by four or five uh, security guards, which was terrible. What a bad look for, was for the Knicks, right, Chris? Terrible. Oh yeah, and you didn't want to have a repeat of that. Now, right. if, if you ask him to leave and he refuses, you're not going to get into an altercation and drag the guy out. He's one of the big stars in Hollywood. That would be even uglier if they five security right. guards dragged out Will and Jada. That would have been my like, guess. Rob is that during the commer- a commercial break, they went and asked him, and he refused. And like, like you when said, Denzel they didn't want to, even though the cameras the might not have been on. 
Right. They didn't want to drag him out, which I think it was the right move. And, uh, you know, they'll handle what I think, Rob, I think he should get a suspension, a one or two year suspension. Uh, and like we said, I don't think that should include him not being able to work. If he if if some movies want him and he wants to be in them, the that's work. fine. Right. right. That's so just, that would be I do think a suspension studios. is in order right. Right. because it's just you can't like we talk about it all the time. One of the reasons for discipline is as a deterrent. And if you don't do anything, other people can think, shoot, not that a lot of people would do something, would go up on stage, but it just lets people know, look, if you do this, there will be consequences. They're, they're you know? right. And so I, I, that's what I think. Consequences to your I don't actions. think expulsion. I think that would be way too harsh. I would be against that. Uh, I, I don't know what the precedent is. What they've done in the past to other people, Chris, I'd have to do my research to see what it takes for somebody to be uh, for an, uh, uh, to be kicked out of the the academy. Do you know what I mean? Like I I can't speak on it. Definitely a suspension. I would need to see what's happened before uh, with other actors and what happened to them because I'm sure there must. Have I don't been somebody know if there's. Else. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. If that's the case, I mean, I don't know who's done something, at least at, at the award show, that would be as bad as what Will did. Right. You know, but um, like I said, I would be against expulsion. This is one of the top actors of this generation, you know, and uh, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, you know, sometimes guys that are great at what they do, they get, you know, I mean, he's going to get punished. Hopefully he should, but I, I would be against expulsion. But other other news around this, Rob, the legendary Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is, you know, writes tons of articles uh, that are published in various publications this, this about column was common day events. Yeah. Um, and he's wrote, uh, he's written a number of books, mostly about black history. Um, he wrote an article entitled, Will Smith Did a Bad, Bad Thing. And I'll give you, I spoke about it today on First Things First with Skip and Shannon. Um, I'll give you a quick one sentence synopsis of it. It's, it's in his article. It says with a single petulant blow, Smith advocated violence, diminished women insulted the entertainment industry and perpetuated stereotypes about the black community. So uh, Rob, what did you think? Uh, You said you liked it. Tell us why and what you thought of the article. I just thought he touched on a lot of stuff. He talked about, the impact it has for other people to see that and think that's the way you, you handle things when things don't go your way, that you use violence and you're, you're a physical altercation. And when he says bad, people trying to justify that behavior uh, is bad. And that's what's bad about it when he says he did a bad, bad thing. You can be upset you can check him in a lot of different ways. They could have walked out in protest. Him and Jada could have walked out right then and there at the stage. They could have talked to him in his, at the commercial break and gave him a, a mouthful, an earful, and told him, you know, like they didn't appreciate that. And maybe you don't know that uh, she has alopecia or whatever it is. There's a lot of ways to do it. I just thought it was a thorough piece. I enjoyed it. I thought uh, it was well-written and there was a lot of stuff that he included in there that, that I agreed with. It just was a bad scene for a lot of ways. And I know he did talk about, uh, I'm trying to remember because, you know, I read it this morning. Um, 
I think, do you remember, Chris, did you read it or you didn't get to read the yeah, whole thing? Yeah, I read it. Yeah, you I read think? it and talked yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, I just TV. didn't remember you read the, uh, uh, the whole thing, but I don't remember. Go ahead. That, that, yeah, I, 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 did, I, I, I did. I did. I thought it was well written. I did. I didn't think it was all that. Um, and I didn't think it was very thorough. Um, I agreed that Will Smith was wrong, obviously. Uh, should never have put his hands on Chris Rock. Um, and I agree with Kareem's assertion that Chris Rock uh, handled himself with great dignity. And thankfully, uh, because had he swung back on Will or something like that, who knows? We talked about it before. Who knows what could have happened? That's the extent of what I agree with from Kareem. Uh, I don't think Chris uh, Will Smith diminished women at all. Kareem kind of implied that, you know, to, to step to the defense of his wife, who, who had been, you know, criticized verbally, would diminish his wife. I, I, that, that's ridiculous. He, he said, like, it showed he, he didn't think his wife could protect herself from a verbal uh, assault. Um, I don't only protect my wife from vi- physical violence. If I'm sitting at the dinner table with another couple and the dude insults my wife verbally, just verbally, I'm going to say something to him. And he don't have, because Kareem was almost like, if you don't, if they don't do it violently, then, you know, let the woman to, to defend her is implying she can't defend herself. It wouldn't be that my wife can't defend herself verbally. It would be that me as the man, as her husband, I'm not letting somebody talk to my wife like that. And if my wife stepped in, hey, I got it, honey, don't let it go. I got it. Then, okay, I'll step back. But I'm going to step there. And I think most all the women that I've talked to about this, including my wife, who is a medical doctor raised by a single mother, strong black woman, strong woman, period. She would want she wants a man. And so do my daughters. That's going to defend her honor. Now, obviously, all the women I've talked to, uh, I all believe he went way too far, that he was wrong to, to, you know, swing on Chris Rock. But they also felt, I, I do like, he went too far, but I like that he was there to defend the honor of his wife. And, yeah, and I, I agree with that. Right, well, Rob, I just said, they said right. he went too far. So I'm not saying anybody said he was right, but still, the notion, Kareem painted it like, oh, that's paternalism. That, no, that's protecting your wife. Well, and I believe that's, a man's, that's, that's part of a man's to, job. Maybe the women that he's talking to. Well, he to didn't and, say that. So I'm just well, going from well, the I'm not, I, I'm not and, implying anything. I'm not, I, I'm not I, guessing. Okay. I'm telling you what he wrote. And I'm and telling I, you who I've, I've talked, talked to. I've talked to some women who think it's way out of bounds, that it was totally unnecessary. That what he did. In, in that, but do they, in that what about manner. a man defending their honor? Forget yeah, but, the manner because we all agree that that was wrong. Yeah. But 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 that but that's what the problem was. That that is the you're 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 saying oh just take away the physical part and talk about I don't know I don't how can you take away the the problem was the physicality of it, Chris. You can't nobody take that from saying the equation. that was right. No, but well, you Kareem, keep saying but but oh no 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 but uh, no it's it uh, it was wrong for them to be physical but. It's okay to, to take take uh, stand up for our honor. Yeah, the that's butt, what I'm but saying. The, but no one's no one's arguing that a actually man they up are. For a woman. Kareem is arguing that. Kareem is saying his wife was verbally criticized, not physically. Yes, so he but, didn't even need to defend her honor. 
But, That's but what no, Kareem wrote. Not not in that manner is what he's talking about. Chris. He didn't. I don't. It's you a, don't. It, you you couldn't even remember what he said. Kareem didn't say that. He didn't say in that manner. It, it, he it said it was paternalistic. No, but but I'm trying to say to you is the physical part is 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 what Rob, the, the rub I'm is. I'm not arguing the physical part. I've said from time and time again, he should if he was going to go up there, go up there take the mic and say something praiseworthy about your woman who was just criticized publicly in front of millions of people watching on TV. I don't have a problem with a man stepping in that way. He could have done it differently. That's what I'm saying. And I've heard a number of women come out and say they like that he protected him. Now, let me go on because you thought it was a thorough article. I actually think if anybody diminished women, it was Kareem. When he said that uh, he he said that Will Smith diminished women, Kareem diminished black women. And how in the world could it be a thorough article when he did not write one word about the trauma that black women deal with because of their hair texture in a society that has a beauty standard? Now, let me finish in a society that has a beauty standard that is the exact opposite of natural black women, skin color and hair texture. And Will Jada Pinkett has spoken about the trauma she went through to decide, do I even want to cut my hair like this? It took her years. And Will Smith saw that up close. And that may have played a role in, you know, because a lot of women said to me, he, this black man, Chris Rock, who made a movie, called Good Hair, about this exact topic, is sitting there publicly, you know, criticizing a black woman because of her hair. Okay, Joking about it because, let me finish when I'm done. Criticizing her because of her hair. For Kareem Abdul-Jabbar not to even address that shows either he's ignorant of what black women go through in that regard, and I doubt that's the case, or he just don't care. He disregarded it because he don't care about their feelings. And okay. that ain't thorough, and it ain't right, because that's a huge part of this story for no, black it's not. women. That's where, it that's is. Where, no, it. it's not, Chris. And this is where you've decided to make up a story about black women's hair when this was a direct— so what is Hold not, on. What is Hold on. Story? Hold on. It was I've a direct correlation. Nobody else has said that. It was a direct correlation. It was a direct correlation of he's at the Oscars talking about a movie. This is a, the theme is movies. He sees her there with short hair, and he brings up Demi Demi Moore, uh, who from GI Jane. It wasn't like he just threw out, oh, look at your bald head, or you look how crazy you look because your head's bald. This was a this was connected to a movie, the Oscars, Demi Moore, what she looked like in that movie, and he was trying to make a joke. Whether you agree with it or not is fine, but to say that this was something deeper and he was ripping black women because they have short hair or making a joke because because that, Chris, is not true. It you, how can you it, say that? Because, because black women works. have written articles because 
because it's true. And because it works with where Chris Rock was going and the stage that he why was if, on why if about black women, movies, why about if black, movies and why Demi if, Moore. Why have black women written articles addressing this topic Chris, saying I'm that? Talking hold on, about no, I'm asking you. A, I'm asking you, a, Rob. Why have black women written articles addressing this situation? This situation. And bringing up the hell. Let me finish. Bringing up, because you said I was wrong. You don't know that. I live with black women. Oh, and, I, right? and, I, and I've never no, lived you with don't. a black woman. No, but you I, don't I've never now. lived with a black woman. That doesn't mean that I, I, I don't know I, I, them. I have sisters. Have what you, you talked to them about? about? You've yeah. never seen. So do black women deal with trauma about their yeah, hair? But, but Chris, I, Every I time that, you see a black woman with natural hair, Rob, be it dreadlocks, uh, and particularly if it's a small afro or closely shaved hair, you know as well as I do that in almost all cases, that woman had to think long and hard before she decided, I'm actually going to do this and wear my hair like this because I risk getting ridiculed not only from white society, but also black society. I get that. And that but was I don't a role that, that, that played was, a part be- in this. Be- Just because you want to look at it superficially, I, I don't believe then don't, that. don't criticize. I don't believe that Chris That's Rock fine. You don't have to believe it. Went out there, it. Chris, to, to, to chastise her about her short hair. I think he was trying to make a correlation of the movie G.I. Jane where Demi Moore had her hair cut for the military to be in the military, and that's what he was playing off of. You're digging deeper and trying to make it more than it really is. He's a comedian. I don't believe it has anything to do with that. First of all, you got to stop this about comedians having carte blanche to say whatever the heck they want. They're a comedian. That's his job. That's his job. Can comedians say anything? Yes, they can. Really? Yes. Can the white comedian go out there they can and say, say whatever they want and they also can get pushback? Yes, they can oh, push if they back. want to. Yes, oh, yeah, they I can. I bet they get more than pushback. You can say yeah, oh, you I'm, I'm saying they can't. It is you a say they, they would be done. I heard they I would heard be a DJ, done. I heard a DJ in Washington, D.C. Uh, say something about the assassination of Martin Luther King. He said it. He didn't keep his job, but he said it. I'm, Don't tell okay. me that a comedian okay. can't say whatever yeah. they want. He didn't they keep his can. job. That's that means small, that they can have ramifications. That's they what I'm talking they about, right? Of course, anybody can say what they want, but he there's ramifications. Ram- I meant couldn't. without ramifications. Of course he could. Are you going to let me speak, or are you, you just out of control? I said, you know I meant you. Of course, anybody can say whatever the heck they want. But there are ramifications. That's what I meant. And Chris Rock could say it, but there was ramifications. And as far as the black woman's hair, my point was why Jada was so offended. That's a part of why she was so hurt. And that is a part, probably what Will Smith was seeing. I think there's a lot of other issues with Will Smith. That's why Will Smith led him to do this. But I'm saying, I'm saying, hurt. About her hair, he laughed at the damn joke. What I'm saying, what I'm what saying, that, Chris, address is that, that. Oh, okay, I'll address it, and don't interrupt me when I address it. I think Will Smith. I don't know because he, who knows what's in his mind. My perception was that he laughed along with the crowd because you know when you're in situations, you're at a comedy show. A lot of times, people are just laughing to laugh. Stuff might not even be that funny, but people are just laughing. And then he saw his wife, or maybe he realized it, and then he changed his tune. Now, again, I'm not justifying what he did. What I'm trying to tell you is he saw 
the trauma that his wife was going through in the decision to wear her hair like that. And that is a trauma that a lot of black women deal with. That is my point. I don't think Chris Rock purposely tried to hurt her, but I think that that was a part of why she was hurt. That is my point. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob, we got to go to the news of the evening and that is that Bruce Arians has stepped down as coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really surprising considering that Tom Brady, uh, you know, just decided what a few weeks ago that he was coming back uh, to the team to play. And so uh, Todd Bowles gets the job, Rob, and um, he becomes the fourth African-American head coach. Uh, if you count Mike McDaniels in Miami. And um, that joins Lovey Smith, Mike Tomlin, and Todd Bowles, along with McDaniels. Other coaches of color, Robert Sala and Ron Rivera. Um, Arians gave a, a very interesting quote, Rob, to uh, Peter King, Rob G, this is to Peter King, about uh, his decision. And how they came about to name Todd Bowles as his successor. And here's what Arian said, Rob. He said that um, succession has always been huge for me. This is a direct quote. With the organization in probably the best shape it's been in in its history, with Tom Brady coming back, I'd rather see Todd Bowles in position to be successful and not have to take a crappy job. I'm probably retiring next year anyway in February, so I control the narrative right now. I don't control it next February because if Brady gets hurt, we go 10-7 and and it's an open interview for the job. He's like, I got 31 coaches and their families that depend on me. My wife is big on not letting all those families down. So I, I love that quote, Rob. Like, he's right. He had control. I, I guess he could control who his successor was going to be. And um, whereas if he just, you know, quit in February or whatever, then obviously the organization just moves on and they do what they want. So I, I actually like that from um, Arians to get bowls in there. Remember, he coached the Jets. So he's getting a second shot, which not a lot of African-American coaches get. So uh, I, I think this was a good, very good move by Arians. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I think that he's trying to get a lot more credit than he probably deserves because, Chris, he doesn't have – if the organization and ownership didn't want Todd Bowles, no matter what he said when he decided to quit, they could go out and get their own coach. So I'm not – like, like he's oh, I put Todd Bowles here. I'm th- I'm looking out for everybody. I I just did that. I, I kind of don't like that narrative and that sound because he doesn't own the team, mm-hmm. and they still don't have to hire Todd Bowles even if he goes in there and says I'm retiring. I want Todd Bowles to take over. He doesn't have final say. So it sounds nice like he did Todd Bowles a solid. Todd Bowles has already been hired in the NFL. 
uh, with the Jets, so he has a little bit of a track record, not a great one, but still he had been a coach and elevated uh, at at one point in his career. It just kind of sounds a little self-absorbed that he's, look at what I've done. Look at what I, I just, I just did a solid for Todd Bowles by quitting now. And, and I, I, I don't know how much power he has to dictate to ownership who the coach is. And number two, I just wonder about Rich Ornberger on this very radio station, on this radio network, you know, said that there were issues between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. I just wonder if there's anything to that, you know, like maybe they, they did have some sort of problems going on and he doesn't want to deal with it. I'm just curious as to why he would retire here and now but stick around and not want to coach. So there's a lot of stuff there. It sounds great on surface. What a great guy he is. And look at what he did for Todd Bowles. I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, the Ornberger, that's interesting. Um, You know, obviously they had issues even when, you know, Brady was there in the first place. Or, you know, people made – I don't think they had huge issues. I think, you know, Arians is blunt. And he said what he said in the press and people – felt like that would bother Brady and and made something out of it that I that it didn't seem was there. But, yeah, they may have, I mean, you know, after that. I, I don't know. But I, th- I think you make a good point. And I think um, what you said is very possible. I don't know what the truth is. Is it that – because, you know, he's a consultant, so it sounds like he, he would have some say that they would respect. But you are right that it's not like it's a week before the season. And you right. can, you know, they can't go out and get somebody. So that's a good point. I give this, you that. This, this like I don't five, know if it's five, true five or, or not, six but that is a plausible. Right. right. It's very plausible that that may have happened. Um, what do you think the impact uh, will be on the the uh, Buccaneers with this? I mean, if you keep if you stay in the course and you still got left which right and, yep. and Todd Bowles ran the defense, you would assume that it would kind of stay the course, right? And that's probably why ownership signed off on it, you know, like to not upset the apple cart. But that doesn't mean that, I don't know, did they sign Todd Bowles to a four-year contract today? I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Or is he just on this year, Chris, to take over and then they'll see. So so I would need to see. If Todd Bowles got a new four-year contract, then I, I, I'm speaking I, – I'll give Tampa Bay credit, but I don't believe he got. He that. did not. Do, do we know anything about his contract, Rob? G? Do we, Rob G. Have you seen? There anything? has been no extension. It's just the way that it reads. See? Exactly how you said it, Rob. He's taking over for this season and going forward. But that's what. There's nothing in writing that saying says this season and going forward. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? That's why I'm skeptical of all, the whole thing, and I'm just wondering. I don't know. Right. You know, Rich is the one who put that out there. I know they pushed back on it. Bruce Arians did that. Maybe it was, you know, don't buy into that stuff. But Rich Ornberger is is played in the league, knows a lot of people in the league. I, I respect his insight. You know that did maybe he say he talked to somebody? No, Bowles I, I, has two more years, but I would assume he's getting. He's got to be getting a raise. Oh yeah, because if well, he's not getting well, a raise, yeah, that's no, just downright disrespect. No, no, you got to if you're the head yeah, you, coach, they got to rework that contract. Right. They got to rework that contract. So maybe not the length, but certainly the the money has to change. But, yeah, did Ornberger say specifically or he just kind of said there were issues? Let me see. It says, okay, here's a quote I'm reading from. This is um, the Tom Brady-Bruce Arians honeymoon 
was over in Tampa Bay. The relationship was sour, said Orenberger. He uh, tweeted, adding that Brady and the Bucks offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich felt undermined this season when Arians would make edits to their offensive game plan. Brady uh, and then that, Brady so felt it. undermined. Yeah, him and Leftwich. That that so that's the quote right oh, there. Oh, okay. Uh, that that he tweeted. Um, so that that was just part of it. That that Brady didn't like the offense or, or that it was being altered by Arians and and him and Leftwich didn't like it. Okay. I don't know. Here's something from there? Sam yeah. Farmer of the L.A. Times. Tom Brady's decision to unretire helped cement the decision for Arians because the coach wanted to hand over a Super Bowl-caliber team to Todd Bowles. Okay, so that's that's what Sam Farmer tweeted. So that that's along the same lines as the narrative that, you know, uh, Arians put out there on that quote. So, you know, we don't know. Is that true? Maybe. But you, what you said is plausible, Rob. That that's very plausible because they they do have time to go out and get another head coach if they wanted to. Um, but you know, I I think I would assume that the Buccaneers will still be in good shape. I do think Arians is a good coach, um, but I think look, Bowles has been a head coach, so he knows the dynamic that's there. And I like that they gave it to Bowles instead of Leftwich just because Leftwich, you know, can focus on the offense still uh, solely. And I think that's going to be huge for them, obviously. And so, um, you know, we'll see what they do with defensive coordinator. But I think that's a good move there. And I would expect that they're still going to be, you know, be as good as they would be if Bruce Arians was there, Rob. Um We'll see, but uh, they're certainly, you know, they're still in good shape. And uh, it, it is a nice gesture from Arians, if true. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see if hopefully that, that story comes out, whether or not it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's so fluid, and why do it now? If, if, you still, if you still felt like you could coach and, and you know, you got the organization – and you can convince them to, to let Todd Bowles take over now. Why wouldn't he, can't he take over next year? Do you know what I mean? Like after this year, what would be the difference? I don't understand if they're on board with Todd Bowles. Why would they not be on board, board after they won the Super Bowl next year? Why would they not want to well, keep it together? Well, they win the Super Bowl. No, I'm yeah. just saying or, or play well or whatever it is. Right. It just right. seems a little weird to me. That That's all. I, I You know, the inner workings of hiring people and – and pushing people along and, and those things. I'm not saying that Bruce didn't have any, but but ownership has a big say on who's going to be the coach. And I don't know how much Bruce Arians can go in and demand that Todd Bowles gets the job. I'm happy he gets another opportunity. So I'm right. not against the opportunity. I'm just saying I'm not so sure of how much credit he should get. Well, for Bowles, those out there wondering, um, he coached the New York Jets for four years. First year they arrived, they were 10 and six. Now he coached briefly in Miami, three games. Uh, they were two and one, but he coached the Jets and they were 10 and six. Uh, the previous year, they were four and 12. So he with Rex Ryan. So in 2015, Bowles took over, led them to a 10 and six record, didn't make the playoffs that year. And then it went south from there, five and 11, five and 11, four and 12. And uh, Bowles obviously was fired. So, 
He's certainly not the first coach to fail with the Jets. <laughs> the list um, is too long, even for the internet. Right, right. But uh, I'm glad he's getting a, a second shot. He's got a good team. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. But it's going to be interesting. That adds another wrinkle to uh, this interesting offseason and interesting uh, situation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.